The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, 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 guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with host of the militant moderate, your friend and mine, one of the funniest guys I know, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hello, hello, and let's just, let's just, uh, what, what are we talking about today? So we're going to go through a whole bunch of that, but we had, I had so many technical difficulties, I've actually had to call in from my cell phone. Can you hear me? Am I, am I coming in all right now? Yes, you're coming in completely fine. Good. I, uh, we're in Palm Springs. We're at the house in Palm Springs. And I read this book by Marie Kondo about clearing and cleaning. So yesterday, Alexis and I stopped work and we cleared the whole house. And then Alexis is Alexis and she's smarter than I am. So she decided we were having a yard sale, which has taken <laughs> up most of the day. And I've learned I hate yard sales. Um, and the Marie Kondo book has you clear everything out you don't use, only keep things that bring you joy, blah, blah, blah. And I went through it, and it's a great book. I felt wonderful purging everything, except my entire house is in the middle of the floor. So I'm not sure how much I'm loving this book right now. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a high-functioning hoarder, so I think that book would be kryptonite to me. So, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so don't send your copy is what I'm hearing. Mm-mm. It's, uh, it's one of the most popular books out there right now. It's really, right. really interesting. Decluttering your life, I think it's something is what it's called or something it's like that? something like that. It's, but mm-hmm. it's very good. A bunch of people I know read it. Everyone in Hollywood's touting it because it's fucking Hollywood and everyone gets on the same bandwagon and I'm a fucking lemming. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a lemming, so, you know, I did that. Uh, we did have the Glee star. He was the star of Glee. Mark Sailing. Oh, um, yeah. himself. Did we, did, we find out, not, and did, we, did we find out why or anything like that? Not, yeah, he pleaded, he pleaded guilty for possession of child pornography um, and was going to be sentenced. He had thousands and thousands of pictures and videos of um, prepubescent girls. <sighs> so it's really hard. Usually, you know, someone dies in Hollywood. It's a community. Everyone kind of sends out love. There, there was like crickets. You could hear the crickets in this case. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, his family, I guess. Like, I, I didn't even post about it because I couldn't think of a respectful way of saying it because that's just fucking horrible. Yeah. I, I, I adopted a couple of kids, and I'm thinking of adopting a couple more. And, you know, when children are put up for adoption, they don't always come from a great place. Mm. And in, in, like, my daughter's case, you know, she was, she, she uh, had a terrific uh, upbringing. Do, I know, we're not going right. to go into it. Uh, yeah, she yeah, okay. She had a terrific yeah, we're upbringing. Not. We're, we're not. So we're not. I have Just... venom towards anyone. I got her when she was five, and I know what she went through. So uh, there, there's a little part of me that's like, I wish someone would have just shot you. You know, I, I can't, I can't have sympathy for that. 
Yeah, just, yeah. Just that, monsters. Maybe he, maybe in a roundabout way, he did society a favor. So, you know, moving on. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I went with it. I tried to be sympathetic, and I'm not. Like, I'm not. I'm. I'm trying. I tried to be nice. I tried to think of how to say it nicely, but I don't fucking care. Um, no. So moving on from douchebags, I don't care about who I pretty much think deserves to be dead. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard um, to defend, you know, people who who have jungle gym fever. So you know, we're just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's it's like it's trying to defend a Nazi. There are just certain things that you cannot do. Mm -hmm. You can tell me. I, I had someone write in when we were talking way back about Nazis. And they said, well, you have to look at, you know, what Adolf Hitler did for re, uh, reunifying Germany, for bringing Germany back together after the First World War. He was an excellent public speaker. I was like, are, are you fucking kidding me? Let's talk about Yeah, what he yeah, did yeah. And, and, and I'm sure he loved dogs, too. Who, so what? You know? So, he, yeah, yeah, he was a vegetarian. Like, what, what? Okay, cool. Peter would have liked him. I don't think so. I'm glad he didn't believe in eating animals. But again, let's talk about the Jews. <laughs> this just the point where there is no defense. You know, I have family who who had tattoos on their wrists. I have, I know people. You know, who whose parents and grandparents came back from there. My uh -huh. family, my mom's Jewish, and, and in so, no way does this you know, show I, I uh, support Nazis or defend Nazis. And I think we should probably stop talking about Nazis. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but so, that goes. In that's our stance. Category. Moving you can't on. Defend those. Can't defend those things. So we were talking about the game safe and not safe, and I had a lot of people write in, and three of the most common people I had people write in to ask about were pretty interesting. Um, one was Steve Harvey, mm -hmm. which, I mean, he's, he's really handsy. That's kind of common knowledge, and he's sort of a dick. Um, that, that's surprising. I like to see the background growing, sort of. He's sort of a dick. And then Leonardo DiCaprio, um, girls were writing in talking about, well, I heard this and I heard that. And unless you're a supermodel's vagina, he's just not grabby, has no interest in anyone. The only thing that's not safe from Leonardo DiCaprio is essentially, like, a supermodel's vagina. And then Zac Efron, when they wrote in about him, I had to create a new category from safe and mm. not safe. I had to add in the category stupid. Okay, stupid leaning safe or stupid leaning unsafe? Stupid meaning completely safe, but totally oblivious to everything going on around him. So things will happen around him, and he's completely oblivious. He is more likely to get taken advantage of than to take advantage of someone. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, well. It's, it's, it's really uh, sad. At least he's not getting dragged under by the pervalanche, you know, so, okay. That's true, he isn't. There were a bunch of guys that did just get in trouble for that, though. Uh, Plus, I think that's in... an every week thing now. Yeah. It's like, this that's week in the, the pervalanche, who's, who's, yeah. So, who, who is busted. it this time? Oh, I forget his name. He's the, he's the guy that brought up Sally Berry. Um... Idiot number 324. Uh, it, it, it's interesting. And then there was the guy from... Someone... Uh, uh, what's his name? Someone... Uh, Stanley... Douchey... Uh, Stanley Douchey... Uh, he was in the most part of the guy with the glasses. Stanley Tucci? 
and nobody believed it. Yeah, I'm not the what? I didn't block anyone. But we're at the point where bullshit is starting to replace things. That's yeah, all I, I can... Get, yeah, it might be getting just a little too much these days. But, uh, yeah. again, it's, good. it's better to have these things in than out, so... That I agree uh. with. And that brought me to the Devil Wears Prada. Mm. So I'm talking to some friends of mine in the entertainment industry about the movie The Devil Wears Prada. And it's very, very interesting to see different perspectives on that movie. Because when I watch that movie, I look at Anne Hathaway's character, and I'm mm. like, what a horrible little monster you are. <laughs> like, you're, you're a horrible monster. Because I look Has at it, and I see this girl mm. who was given this internship, and, you know, she wouldn't, she was unwilling to conform to what was going on in the office and work with anybody. She didn't follow directions. She was given chance after chance after chance. She started to do well at her job. So her boss takes her to Paris to, to assist her. And then she bails on her boss in Paris on the company dime to wander around Paris and fly back after she ditches her boss there. Now, if you work and you have an assistant, you know your assistant has your itinerary. So Miranda, the lead magazine editor, wouldn't mm-hmm. know what her itinerary was. She wouldn't know anything, and this this little bitch just ditches her. So I found that interesting. That was my take on the Devil Wears Prada. I thought it was yeah. really terrible. I didn't realize, seen, you know, Miranda Alexis, was supposed to be the bad has guy. Alex, has Alexis ever seen a movie called Swimming with the Sharks? I'm just curious. Yeah, that's, you know. The, the Kevin right, so Spacey movie, movie where he plays the insane boss and it's told from the perspective of the uh, of the assistant with the insane boss. I don't as, but she probably would have made me watch it. Um, <laughs> have you seen a movie called Swimming with the Sharks? No. What's, well, I'm going to ask you, an assistant, what's your take on The Devil Wears Prada? Uh, you're, t- you're talking to Alexis, right? Well, we're we're and, and well, this is what happens with the live show, folks. Sometimes uh, calls get dropped, and I'm the only one here. And we were talking about the Devil Wears Prada, and it looks like we're back. Hi, guys. Actually, this is Alexis. I stole the headset from Summer. I just had to say that the assistant deserves to die from that movie. She was absolutely dreadful. Didn't do her job, and she was just an absolute disgrace to the profession. Here's Summer. <laughs> Sorry, Alexis had some input. Uh, what are your thoughts on the movie, Paul? Have you seen it? Yeah, I thought it was funny. You know, I mean, I thought I like I thought- this. Uh, be- I thought a better representation of that dynamic was uh, a movie called Swimming with the Sharks. I'm gonna have to watch Swimming with the Sharks. I'm pointing at Alexis, which means write it down. But, yeah, I, I've got to see that. Yeah, you two may not want to watch it together. That's all I'm saying. We might you know, not want to watch it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alexis and I will watch Swimming with the Shark separately. I just, I found it interesting. I saw that the boss was a bitch, but she didn't sexually harass the girl. She didn't send her out the bounds of a job. She didn't, you know, it, it was kind of, I think that's where I got caught. Mm. But then when I was an assistant... My boss went to throw a stapler at a director, missed, hit me in the head with the stapler, and then got mad at me for not ducking. So I mm-hmm. gave him back the stapler to throw at the, uh, the director. Mm. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, some, sometimes, different... sometimes people get a little tantrumy out here. Yeah, it's it's not always <laughs> well, a good thing. Hollywood is full of assholes. Meanwhile, but if I'd have pulled that shit with Alexis, she'd have beat me to death with a stapler. Mm-hmm. So so don't <laughs> throw so don't throw staplers at Alexis. I think you probably already knew this. Yeah. Well, for for the new listeners. My assistant is a dominatrix, so she's very controlling, which makes her excellent her job and scheduling. Um, but yeah, I went all psycho bitch and did what some of the other people in entertainment do and like threw a coffee cup or a phone or a stapler at my assistant. She would pick it up and me to death with it. And next Friday, <laughs> this would be behind the scenes with Alexis. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah next I get Friday it. would be I get behind it. the scenes with Alexis. <laughs> It's it's just different. I mean, I'm not saying the bus was nice, but I just didn't see. I don't see bailing on your job and leaving your boss alone in a foreign country because if they have an assistant, that job is too hard for one person to do on their own. That's just my two cents. I know this is going to cause a Twitter storm about how everyone you know hates the Miranda character, but. I didn't. I saw this chick not trying when she finally stepped up and tried. Her boyfriend acted like an asshole and didn't support her. And then, you know, she starts getting ahead in her job and blows it all by taking off, leaving her boss in Paris, and then the boss gives her a good reference. That would never happen. You bail on your boss in a foreign country in this job, I don't care what position you're in. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's no one's going to give you a good reference. Like it doesn't matter if you're an actor, if you're a, a a grip. It doesn't matter if you're a director or a producer. It doesn't matter if you're a PA. You walk off the job. You're not getting a good reference. So don't believe the devil wears Prada. That was my soapbox moment. What do you think, Paul? Well, I mean, it was a movie. It was a fairy tale. <laughs> you know, that's what that was. But people believe this shit. Yeah, and I think people believe that you know that there's that zombies can one day walk the earth, and there are spaceships flying around, and uh, you know Kevin Spacey was actually a nice person. So you know, there we go. You know, (laughs) yeah, Kevin Spacey was a nice. That was a beautiful fairy tale, and I think Hollywood told that one well. Mm Hmm. I mean, look at our romance with Bill Cosby. He was America's number one dad. Right, and but but again, as the show has said, the uh, the the uh, the charges brought up against uh, Bill Cosby are simply a matter of he said, she 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 said, okay, you get the idea, all right. So yeah, there are cases where I'm like, you know what, this is horseshit. Then there are cases of this is common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's smoke, there's litigation. So, you know. Uh, well, yeah. When you're talking about 52, you're not talking about, well, you're not talking about George W. Bush Sr. who told, with dementia, told an inappropriate joke and pinched a girl's hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might, like I said, that might get, that might be another category where just, like, just, just stay away, you know. This again... Hopefully Barbara. Hopefully Barbara's been smacking him in the nose with a, with a newspaper well, before he tells that paper. stupid joke. So you know. Yeah, it's <sighs> a bad joke. Don't tell it again. No, I I get it, but I I think it's wonderful that the bad guys are being held to account. I think it's great the music industry has jumped on board. 
I think it's fantastic that Congress is getting on board. I think a lot of this is kind of about time. But on the flip side, I don't want to see good guys buried. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that can basically use this kind of, uh, use this opportunity to put out something that just, like, I guess to, to uh, use somebody else to further their career by stepping on top of them, you know? That's already happening, and it's pretty freaking sickening because there oh, are yeah. some bad guys, and when you do this to get attention, you're not getting anyone ahead. You're not. You know, we yep. covered up. We've covered up with Bill Clinton. We've covered up so many different things mm-hmm. that covering things. It's just there are a lot of things that need some air, that need some light. Yes, they do. And, and apparently, it, I believe we need to go to break. So. Oh, shoot, we do. Okay, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with the fabulous Dr. Ross talking about weight loss, how to be gorgeous in Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland, host of The Militant Moderate. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever given any thought to what is behind your insurance coverage? Many of us don't think of it as more than that premium you pay on a regular basis. Of course, until you actually need to use it. On CYA with Rhonda, you'll learn to cover your assets and find out what all of that insurance mumbo-jumbo really means. If you're looking for a lucrative career option, Rhonda Lukey will explain how to get into the insurance business. Listen live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And I'm trying to pull up some stuff for Paul on sexual harassment, and I had Mariah Carey accused of sexual harassment pop up. 
So I am very curious to see where that one goes because I've actually heard of her groping her backup dancers. So that's, that's <laughs> less surprising than it should be. I would love to welcome to the show your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thanks, Summer. How are you? I am doing fabulously. How are you? Nice. Yes. Ditto. You're doing <laughs> fabulously. Now, we have some interesting questions today. I'm trying to find them on my list. Alexis always sends it to me. Um, there mm-hmm. was one question about a coffee enema. Yes. Um, uh, probably the most I would ask probably, your listeners yeah. to uh, please stay away from enemas uh, for non-medical situations. Uh, coffee enemas are considered unsafe, and they should be avoided. Uh, rare but serious adverse events like septicemia, which is blood uh, bacteria in the bloodstream, rectal perforation, and electrolyte abnormalities uh, have been caused by coffee enemas. Death. Deaths from administration of coffee enemas have also been reported. People you, think I, they're, they're curative or uh, uh, generally detoxifying, but there's no basis uh, to that. And uh, so we, we try to see our way through uh, uh, towards things that are going to make us healthy and um, uh, that that's just not the way to go. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I would say uh, to Mackenzie to find, find uh, you know, talk to your healthcare provider if you have specific uh, issues. She didn't really say why she was why doing she the coffee enema. Yeah. Right? Did they use cream well, and sugar? I mean, just saying. I don't think so. Um, okay. So Mackenzie in Los Angeles, California, uh, take your coffee orally. Our next question is We had to say that, really. Wow. (laughs) From Darren in Williams, Arizona. Is there a diet that will make my penis larger? I have I've actually gotten this question a lot from all of them. We've heard that before, in fact, but uh, uh, I recommend a paleo diet uh, to you, my friend. Obesity does impact on the length of your penis. Uh, there's, in fact, uh, an entity known as the buried penis. Uh, it's where the fat just kind of overcomes the, uh, the penis, and the way it's attached anatomically, it gets uh, buried uh, in the fat. Uh, surgically, uh, the patient can see improvement, but... I think a good attempt at weight loss um, is the best initial approach to this problem. Yeah, the smaller the frame, the bigger the picture. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why that's why short guys are used in porn. Random comment: guys in mm-hmm. porn are average around five seven now. Um, our next question is from Melanie in San Francisco, California. How do I lose weight quickly for a date? Is that even possible? Well, there's many commercial weight loss programs that will start people on, uh, they'll start people off on a diuretic uh, 
in order to see an immediate weight loss, uh, water weight is basically what we're talking about. Um, this is not recommended because it's only temporary, and uh, uh, th- these water pills are valuable in treatment of fluid retention in such conditions as congestive heart failure, but should be used with caution um, as they can cause your heart to stop. And they're known collectively as the killer drugs for for this reason. Um, So uh, rather than hoping for a quick fix for your obesity, it's better to eat healthy and take the pounds off in a healthy manner. Um, You know, this yo-yo dieting that people go through is also... uh, um, has uh, other adverse health, health implications such as gallstones, coronary artery disease. So those aren't really uh, advisable. Uh, but as I say, healthy eating, um, that's, that's really the way to go. And uh, if I may uh, add, Summer, uh, we are right on the verge of introducing our uh, weight loss product to your listeners. And uh, uh, it's, um, it's a, an un- under-the-tongue spray of Garcinia Cambodica, and it helps with food cravings, uh, hunger pangs, uh, and so forth, as well as a general uh, way to lose weight. It, it has uh, a... Uh, an ingredient that's known to to have this effect. So uh, we'll we'll keep your listeners uh, informed on that. But we're we're very close to it, just in time for uh, for uh, the beach season. <laughs> I like that. I would suggest don't give it to date as a Valentine's Day gift, but it is it is fabulous. That is good. That is really really good stuff, and it'll get you beach and bikini ready. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to give a quick shout-out to everyone and say Dr. Russ is the author of The Palm Springs Diet. Uh, he very kindly gives a, to his favorite question of the week. Dr. Russ, can I ask you, what was your favorite question this week? I think uh, the coffee enema question is good because it's, uh, it comes up a lot, like you were saying, and uh, it's just definitely not a good idea. So I want to get that message out. I like Mackenzie's question. So you like Mackenzie's question? Mackenzie, courtesy of Dr. Russ, will be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Everyone else, get your copy of the Palm Springs Diet. It's absolutely fabulous. Um, for me, it actually stopped me from getting sick. I have lupus. It does so much for your body. It's incredible. If you want your own copy, you can find it on authorhouse.com. You can find it on kennethrossmd.com. You can find it on amazon.com. You can find the Palm Springs Diet everywhere now. It's a great diet. Get yourself a copy. You will feel better. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. And we have had write-ins to ask about the new product line you have coming out. So next week, I would love to talk to you some about that. And you can explain to everyone what the products are and how they work. Oh, thank you, Summer. Thanks for the opportunity, and uh, I think it will uh, be of a big help this time of year for people that do want to uh, lose weight for the summer season. So I'll talk to you then uh, next Friday, 
and I hope uh, you and Paul have a nice weekend. You as well, sir. You have a great weekend, Dr. Russ. Thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with Kaylee, the creator behind the blog and YouTube channel, but first, Coffee. She creates content designed to help people save money and time. I'm Summer Helling. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, host of The Militant Moderate, and we will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. On with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Scott Haskin for our intro mu- music. I always love it. Freaking fantastic, Scott. And we have some giveaways this week, and we'll ask some questions in just a minute once we get on with Kaylee. Our list of giveaways this week is LA's Lip Squad 24-Hour Lasting Lipstick. It really does last. A float at True Rest, Sedona, or Las Vegas. And Alexis's giveaway for this week, because I refuse to take responsibility for this, is her hidden pleasures toy pouch for your vibrating penis toys. I'm clearing that up. It's a pouch to put your sex toys in. I'm going to kill my assistant. And a quick shout-out to Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios. Thank you for making me look gorgeous for the red car- carpets. Aspen Mills Bread Company, AZ Corpse Crew, 
and live stream blood bank. Guys, they do need blood. Please, please, please give their Smashbox makeup and True Tone Pink supplies. Great if you're on set and in a pinch they can match any color when you accidentally burn down your set. I've heard. I'd like to welcome to the show the creator of the blog and the YouTube channel, But First Coffee. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on. Sorry, it's been really choppy today. I'm in Palm Springs and I can't get reception and we do, we, we kind of telecommute the show and I've had terrible reception, but I'm actually a really big fan of yours. So I was really excited to have you on the show and then I thought I was going to cry because we couldn't figure, I couldn't figure out how to get this working. So I'm very pleased to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to, I'm so glad to hear that. Now I've got to ask you, what inspired you to start your blog? You, you help people save money, you help them save time. I've watched a lot of your videos. You're very funny, very, very interesting, very engaging, and I've used a lot of your tips. Yeah, so I really, I started my, uh, my blog first, and then I created my YouTube channel after that, and uh, I actually started my blog at the time I was actually a teacher uh, in the public school system, and I had the summers off, and I'm just not somebody who who likes to be idle. I like to be busy and doing things. And I've always been one of those people that my friends and family come to for like little tips and tricks about things. So I sort of started blogging just to share some of that stuff and use it as a creative outlet. And it kind of just took off from there. I started creating videos. Um, and that's really how I got started in it, sort of honestly by, by accident. I didn't ever really expect for it to go anywhere. I didn't expect that almost five years later, I'd still be doing it. Um, but I think that's how a lot of people end up in the industry that I'm in. Now, you're really big in, in the YouTube <laughs> world. I mean, you're, you're a rock star. And for, for us in entertainment, streaming media and social media and, um, you know, the online platform is kind of the new and uncharted territory that we've been diving into. And you guys were there before we were smart enough to dip our toes in. You created a huge movement behind you. I've seen so many people imitate what you're doing. What's it like to be, I mean, really a celebrity on that platform? Yeah, you know, it's such an interesting uh, place to to be. And I think that, I think it's, it's so interesting to see that what people consider celebrities now um, is really sort of shifting. And certainly there's still the average, you know, what we average think of celebrities, musicians, and actors. But um, I read a statistic yeah. the other day that something like the, the average teenager, like their top 10 who they consider celebrities are like most of them are Internet celebrities. Um, and I think it's really interesting. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. They, I, I have really bad reception, so I can sorry hear about half you. of what you say. And I'm sorry if I talk over you. Um, <laughs> most teenagers are obsessed with YouTubers. Yeah. I mean, kids as young, even kids as young as five their idol is, is this person on YouTube. And I think it's mm-hmm. incredible because it's been, you know, a, a new way for people to connect. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it's like there's content out there for everyone. There, there's like, yeah, there is a whole part of YouTube that's just for children, you know, and then there's YouTube geared towards people in high school and YouTube geared towards, I mean, the, the content I create is a little bit older, you know, people more in their 20s and 30s, but 
there's content out there for everyone. And I think it is weird. It's sort of this new kind of, you know, celebrity that people think of as, as famous, but these, these are people just like creating videos in their bedrooms. You know, they're not on fancy movie sets. They're going on tour. So it's, it's definitely a, a new world. Well, you are really famous. And I mean, just across the board, you have fans all over the world. You're touted as a lifestyle guru. Uh, you got compared to Gwyneth Paltrow with Goop. I'm very sorry for that. Can't stand yeah, that one. But that's not the greatest. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm not, I'm I didn't even nice. know that happened. So, <laughs> well, you've been compared to a lot of lifestyle gurus. Some of them nice. Other ones like Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, <laughs> what What's it like to kind of reign in that area? To to be you're really an expert in that area to have so many people reach out to you for what you know, because this isn't people chasing you because you play someone else. These are people following you because of who you are. Yeah. And I think that, I think that there's, there's like pros and cons to it, to be honest. I think that I, a lot of people sort of in my space that are, you know, have created a, a brand around basically, I mean, it is a brand, but the brand is really myself um, you're always yeah. struggling to make sure that, that you maintain that, that you're staying as authentic. You know, I always just try to sort of stay like as real and as authentic as I can. And, and luckily with all the different social media platforms, it's really easy to do that with things like Snapchat and Instagram and people can really see real life. You know, like I do this, but like I go to a job too, you know what I mean? And I film and, and I make videos in my extra bedroom. And, and so I think it's just sort of a balancing act, and I think what's really special about it is people can really um, start to to look up to other people that are just like real average people um, and sort of see it's a lot more of like an attainable sort of person to look up to um, and to sort of, you know, get inspiration from. I think it's also socially better because thank God something's coming in that now is starting to eclipse the Cardassians because that is the, the worst kind of reality garbage to come out and then you have people like yourself who create these amazing these amazing shows and people really aspire to be you and to be like you in the same way they do the Cardassians but you have something concrete and something positive to give so I think that is a very marked difference between the new celebrities including yourself coming out of this genre uh, don't get me wrong, there are a few assholes there, but for the most part, it's, it's very, very different. It's people with content, with ideas. It's a much more direct way to get to your fan base with what you think. And the flip side of that, though, is your fans would feel very, very connected to you. Is it invasive for you to have people be so far into your real life? I think that you just have to, you have to just sort of, create your own like personal barriers, whatever you decide that what that is. Um, you know, I've gone down obviously the, the road of sort of sharing myself online. Um, and so you do have to decide what you're going to share and what you're not going to share. I, I don't share everything that's happening in my life. There's certain parts of my, my life that just, you know, they remain private or I'm not willing to share it out with, you know, thousands of people because I don't want everyone's comments about it. So I think it's really just about sort of having having barriers up. Um, and then, like I said, that's where it sort of becomes this balancing act because you still want to be as honest and authentic and truthful as you can with your followers because that's sort of what makes it special. Um, so I know it's like a juggling act. I think some people probably struggle with it more. Um, I've 
I've sort of been on the on the line, I think, where I, I I haven't had to worry too much about people being, like, too invasive. I mean, obviously, when you're online, there's people who leave weird comments and, like, do weird stuff like that. But in, in general, I've, I feel like I've just put up the right amount of borders. And so um, it's just sort of a weird balancing act, I guess. You don't have people invading your space to the same degree that it, that a lot of other celebrities do, at least at this point. I think um, from just my opinion and just a professional opinion from entertainment, I think eventually you will and a lot of YouTube celebrities will. I think the, the paparazzi and I think the celebrity lifestyle is going to move more into that arena in the future. Just a guess that I'd like to point out, never had a flop, really good at these guesses. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say ahead of time because I want to get into some fan questions and I always run over. Can you tell everyone where to find you? Because I, I hate doing that at the end. I always run over. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the easiest way to find me is just by my name. So But First Coffee Blog. You can either do ButtFirstCoffeeBlog.com or type that into YouTube and you'll find me there. But the blog is a good place to go because you can find everything you need there, whether it's YouTube or you want to find social media or, or whatever you want to find i do have to say guys check out but first coffee it's one of my favorite channels i subscribe to it i i love the videos on there it's really really helpful a lot of the tips work it, it really is great go check it out and of course Thank go you. check out my co-host host of the militant moderate paul michael mm -hmm. Mullen. paul where can they get the militant moderate uh, they can get it on YouTube, uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and the uh, podcast is on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. <clears throat> Perfect. Now, I yeah. will always put up links at the end, guys, so you can go track down everyone. With But First Coffee, how did you come up with that name? That was one of the questions I had written into me when we said yeah, we were I'm having you Yeah, I'm assuming it had nothing to do with a subject. That had nothing to do with the subject that we were talking about earlier in the show. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, yeah, Just so I guess um, sometimes I, I look back at my name because now the phrase Buffer's Coffee is, has taken off, I'm, right? I'm sure everyone's heard it. I think like Dunkin' Donuts coined it at some point. So sometimes I look, I look back at it. I'm like, I wish I had changed it. But uh, at, at the time, I probably had seen it somewhere as a saying. And um, I knew that I wanted to create content that was just going to be about Sort of like, you know, the things that everybody's doing, everyday life, you know, this like relatable stuff that you go through every single day. Um, but I also am a coffee drinker and I don't do anything before coffee. So I was like, this kind of works. It's like everything that happens in life, you know, first coffee and then we're going to tackle all of this other stuff. Um, so that's where the name came from. Do you meet a lot of your fans? Do people approach you? People really don't. I've had some people... Um, sort of like reach out to me after the fact on social media and sort of say like, hey, I saw you wherever, but you know, I, w I was too scared to come up. And I sort of joke, I'm like, maybe I have resting bitch face. And so people think like, I'm not approachable. I don't know what it is. But I don't get, I don't get a lot of people that, that approach me in, in real person, like in real life. This is going to sound like a very, very odd question, but I have to ask it. Is it surreal for you to have that many people wanting to know what you do, what you think, reaching out and watching you. I know you've been doing this five years, so you're well settled into it now. But when you really started to boom, what was that like for you? Yeah, it's funny. It's, I mean, it, when I 
in like my day-to-day life, I don't, I certainly don't think about it, but sometimes when I sit back and I think about, you know, the amount of people who have decided to hit the subscribe button, it's, it's, to me, it's just hugely, I find it really humbling. You know, I'm very picky about the people that I hit subscribe to, um, you know, time is precious to everyone. So the fact that people take the time to sit down and watch my videos, um, so really the, the whole experience to me, it's just, it's just humbling every single time that there's, there's more people that are subscribed. Um, is honestly how I feel about it. It's just crazy to me. I never went into this thinking that this is what I wanted. I think a lot of people go into this industry and they're like, I'm going to do it and get lots of subscribers. And that was like never where I was sort of going with it. Um, so it's just exciting and I love it. I, the more people that are there, the more people I can share my tips with and, and interact with and sort of grow the community. And, and that's what I love about it. That was actually one of the most common questions we got for you is, how, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to be a YouTube star like you are? But most YouTube celebrities give the same answer you did. I didn't go into this to be a celebrity or to get the followers. What advice would you give to people who are going into this because they want to be a, a YouTube star or a, an internet? Uh, internet sensation was one of the terms used by a young girl I severely lectured for her pictures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, She's honestly... <laughs> not that it not that it doesn't happen, but I always say if if you're going into it um, if you're going to any into any of this for the wrong reasons, you'll sort of burn out or you won't be successful. Um, you need to you need to be doing it because it's something that you enjoy, whether you really enjoy the process of creating the content or you enjoy the community or you enjoy the you know the topics that you're creating content or, around. It's not a walk in the park. I mean, I spend more time on my videos each week sometimes than I do on a, you know, than I would at a, a 40 hour a week job. So it's a lot of work and it's a lot of like sweat and, and tears and, and time. Um, and so you really need to have like a strong joy for what you're doing and you really need to enjoy what you're doing or you're going to totally burn out. Um, so yeah, I would say if you're going into it to be famous and you don't really have any, any feelings behind it besides that, probably not going to get very far because you're just going to burn out. You need to have some sort of um, passion or joy behind it that's going to keep you going and keep pushing you. One question I get all the time is like, where do you find time to do all this stuff? And it's just because I really enjoy it. Um, I really like doing it. And so, you know, that cliche thing of it doesn't feel like work. You need that joy so that it doesn't feel like work because it is a lot of work. I gotta throw in my two cents on this, and I, I know I'm not a YouTube personality. I am not an internet personality. I work in, you know, the, the, the brick and mortar side of entertainment that I still maintain is going to die in the face of the internet. Um, sorry to my bosses, but it is. I think part of what makes your channel interesting is the fact that you are authentic. That's part of the reason I watch it. I feel I feel it's you. I don't see any facade or any nonsense. And I don't think that's something people can get when they're out for celebrity. And the authenticity is why people like you and why people like people on the internet versus going and watching a film or a documentary. Just a personal, just a personal opinion. Yeah, no, I have you, I totally agree, and, and I think that's why platforms like Instagram Stories and Snapchat are booming right now, yeah. and, you know, and Facebook Lives, because people like to see sort of real life. They don't like everything airbrushed anymore, so 
the burnout, it, it's the Kardashian. It's the Kardashian effect. Everyone's burnout on that. So to see someone mm-hmm. that's real, and you're a very, very beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. But you're not painted. You're not going on there to show off some nonsensical, unattainable lifestyle to people. You're going on and you're talking to people from a real place in a real way. And that's personally why I think people connect with you. And that's why a lot of our listeners connected with you. Have yeah, you definitely. had any weird instances? any weird instances with your fans? This was a very heavily asked question. They want to know if you have any weirdos following you, basically. <laughs> um, not really, honestly. I have My fans are pretty cool, so I really have not had any, like, nobody that's, you know, constantly badgering me or whatever. I mean, when you're, when you're on YouTube, you're sort of on this platform where anybody can find you. So certainly, I mean, you can go through my YouTube videos and you can see people have, have left mean comments and I just, I honestly, unless they're, they're vulgar or disgusting, I just like leave them there. They're not hurting anything. Um, but none of my fans, no. I mean, my, my fans are, are like, they're cool people. So I really don't get, get problems with any of them. We, I, I like interacting with them. We like talk on Instagram stories, like all of my, my little internet friends and, uh, I haven't had anyone, uh, pretty lucky so far I guess I like that does your celebrity bleed into your real life like does it I don't what do you mean by that uh, does Sorry. it affect your everyday life is what she's saying oh not really honestly it's I don't I mean I'm, I'm the same person that I was before and, and like I said I mean I you know I'm just like a normal person normal house and normal car and I mean sometimes we'll we joke about it and like we'll joke about things at work uh about, you know, the Daily Mail or whatever, but it really doesn't affect my day-to-day life, to be honest, all that much. Biggest question, and a lot of people wrote this in, are you happy doing this? If you could do one thing for the rest of your life, would this be it? Yeah, I think so. I, what, I, what I love most about what I do is the, the process of creating the content. So whether I'm creating content on my blog or I'm creating content on YouTube, I really love that process of doing it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know where the industry will go. I mean, who, you know, who, look, look at how much it's changed since YouTube came around, like, what, a decade ago. So who knows where it'll be in a decade from now. Um, but I, I know that whatever I do, I'll always be, be in a space where I'm, I'm creating something because I just I, I have that need for a creative outlet. And I'll be helping in a, in a sense where I'm, you know, trying to share things that are going to help people, you know, make their life easier and simpler. If everyone had to watch one video of yours, if you could shout out to all of our listeners and say, come check me out, watch this video, what would be the video? Which video would you choose? Oh, my God. That is a hard question to answer. Um, I guess I would say, come on over and watch my dog hacks video. Because I think it gives you a good sense of sort of just like my personality, and it's got like dogs in it. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to see some adorable dogs? Who doesn't love dogs? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's cheating. You send everyone straight to the dog videos. They're all going to subscribe, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean they're cute <laughs> dogs. I mean I I know they're mine, but they're cute. <laughs> Never really met. I don't haven't met a lot of people that don't like dogs. So I think I think you win with that one. Yeah. Which was the hardest video you ever had to make? Hardest video I ever had to make? 
Some of the harder videos are definitely some of the, I do some DIY videos and I've done a couple DIY videos where I'll like take things from the Dollar Tree and then make them into way better things. Um, I've seen those. In those videos, yeah, and those videos, some of them are not so bad, but some of them are really hard just because they're very time consuming. They're hard, they're really hard to film, like the back end stuff that so you don't see all these like angles and shots and got to get the light just right. So those ones I think are probably the, the trickiest to, to film just logistically. Um, they, they take weekends and weekends and like my whole kitchen is just covered in, in glue guns and paper plates and stuff. Now, you haven't gone to film school. You haven't done any of that. And I've spoken to a lot of people on YouTube who do have it as well. So it's kind of jumping into this, this video format without having the experience with the lights or where things should go or scripting or any of that. Was that a hurdle for you? Oh, definitely. It's, and it's still a hurdle. I'm still learning so much about like how to film and... Um, not this last fall, but the fall before this, so fall of 2016, um, I actually was um, lucky enough to go to something that YouTube calls uh, YouTube Next Up, um, where they essentially just pick like 16 creators. You have to be sort of smaller. So at the time, I was under 100,000. Um, and they just pick, they, they pick people who they think are, you know, creative or doing unique things in the space, and they bring them to one of the spaces. YouTube has these uh, spaces in different cities. So I went to uh, YouTube Space New York City. Um, and it was like a crash course and everything you need to know about YouTube. And definitely the most valuable for me was all the tech stuff. Um, so much stuff about, uh, you know, filming on my camera. I had learned how to take still photos, but I wasn't really utilizing how to really use my camera for video and like learning all of these tips about all these different microphones. I didn't even, you know, totally open my mind to how to fix my audio and how to light myself better. Um, and that was, that was a huge jump forward, but I still constantly, I kind of, Every week, try to teach myself one more little thing, uh, whether it's like a new editing technique or it's I try to fix the audio or I try to do my lighting better. Um, it's always a learning process. I think that's part of why I love it so much because you're always, you know, challenging yourself right. to learn more. I, I love that. You're incredibly passionate about that. And right when you went into this, I have... Matt, who produces the show, telling me that we've got to wrap up in one minute, and then I have a whole mm -hmm. flood on Twitter of everyone wanting to ask you questions. Can <laughs> we have you on again? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, guys, we will get to the questions next time, I promise. I know we didn't get to a lot of them this time. Go check out But First Coffee. It's an amazing channel. I personally subscribe to it. I don't bring anyone on the show that, especially from YouTube, because it is an entertainment show that I don't subscribe to. She is amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. Well, thank you for being on. We'll definitely have you on again. Guys, of course, check out my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. Tell me what your favorite video is from But First Coffee, and you can choose any one of our giveaways. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. I'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.